Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's February 21st, 1947, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. During the presentation by the photographic innovator Edwin Land to the Optical Society of America today in history in 1947, he probably did not instruct his audience to shake it, shake, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture, because that wouldn't have meant anything to them. And that's because this event was the world's first ever glimpse of an instant camera. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Optical Society's meetups were usually like, but this must have been the best demo for some time. Uh <laughs> Which is why people at parties, I mean, particularly children, still get excited about Polaroids. It's a kind of magic, isn't Mm. it? And it was on this day, too. He took a black and white photo. It was a selfie, actually. That's a good fact, isn't it? The first Polaroid picture was a selfie. Mm. Uh, And within 60 seconds, he was able to show them the 8 by 10 inch photo of himself, which he had run as negative and paper through a pair of motorised rollers to reveal a sepia print, all within a minute. As launch events go for new camera technology, this must have been one for the history books almost immediately. Yeah, as you mentioned, it only produced sepia tones. Colour film packs didn't appear until 1963. But nonetheless, it was a hit when it went on sale to the public in November 1948, just in time for the holiday season. It was priced at $89.75, which is about $1,000 in today's money, so it wasn't cheap. And Polaroid had only manufactured 60 units initially. They thought it would take a few weeks to sell them, which would give them time to ramp up the production. But instead, they sold out on day one. There was genuinely a very big appetite for that, despite the fact that the process was actually more complicated than the Polaroids that we think of today, because for years the photographic paper had to be carefully removed, peeled apart manually to reveal the photo, and you had to wait 60 seconds to do that, and then leave it to dry for several minutes more. So it was kind of a multi-step operation compared to what it would become, but it was still far simpler than anything that was on the market at the time. And you definitely shouldn't shake it, by the way, either with that early (laughs) film or with the later film. You should never shake a Polaroid picture, because it makes the colours blur. It made more than five million dollars in sales in its first year alone and would then become the prototype for all of the Polaroid cameras of the next 15 years. But the way that Land came up with the idea is quite interesting. It was during a family trip in 1943 that he was carrying his conventional boring old normal camera and he was snapping pictures of his three-year-old daughter Jennifer. And after a particular photo, as toddlers do, Jennifer asked her dad if she could have a look at the image to make sure she liked it. And Land then explained the lengthy and laborious process of sending the film away to a lab and everything that was involved in actually printing a picture. But rather than stopping there with his very boring dad-like explanation, he actually started to think, well, what if I could do something about this? And began work almost immediately on the idea of exactly Exactly this, an instant camera. Yeah, Steve Jobs often used to credit Land as his favourite kind of entrepreneur innovator. And you can see the comparison because both he and Jobs envisaged products way too early. Mm. Essentially came up with the entire idea for a product that end-to-end would be ideal for a consumer, but then had to spend 30 years developing it to actually make it happen. (laughs) Because it wasn't until the late 70s that Land really had a version of the Polaroid camera that was something like what he explained to his daughter on that day in the 1940s. But the work paid off because, 
I mean, how rare is it that the innovator in the space becomes the brand name that everyone knows? But in this case, it really is as simple as that. Polaroid, the company, created the product category here. They still have Mm. ownership on instant cameras in the public imagination. And whether it's made by Polaroid or Fuji or anyone, you call it a Polaroid. Yeah, and the science of the self-developing film was actually the work of a Hungarian chemist called Rot Andor, but it was Land who would turn it into something that could be a viable product. That makes him sound like, you know, the kind of slick entrepreneur who swoops in and builds on the work of boffins. But he himself, Land, was very intelligent and very scientifically qualified. He had got into Harvard to study physics, but he dropped out after his first year. You can see why he'd be appealing to Silicon Valley types to concentrate on his idea, which was to commercialize polarizing polymers, which is essentially a material that can selectively block or filter light. And he went into business in 1932 with his old Harvard physics professor, George Wheelwright III. They established the Land Wheelwright Laboratories together, which would be renamed to the Polaroid Corporation in 1937. And their first product was polarized sunglasses. And those are able to filter out reflective glare. So they were very popular. And the technology was also used for making the first 3D glasses for cinemas. Uh, Movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon were made using Polaroid technology the ease of use created its own demand you know although it wasn't necessarily the cheapest way of doing it people were taking photos of them just hanging out and doing fun things because they wanted to see them right then they wouldn't have bothered taking them to go in and get developed and especially you know if you think about cheeky photos photos you might not want a developer to see Polaroid provided the opportunity to have pictures that you could take privately that would only be available for you and whoever you chose to give them to without the intervention of a nosy film developer (laughs) And in 1963, I suppose those naughty pictures got a little bit less schematic because that was the year that Polaroid introduced polar colour film. And this technology worked similar to the black and white version, but what made polar colour different was that instead of a single layer, the film had three layers, each of which were sensitive to either blue, green or red uh, light. And they then merged together into a single image. But by keeping all of this, you know, magic inside the camera, and the film, Polaroid was really able to maintain a seamless user experience that, again, just seemed like that sort of, how is this even possible? How is it doing this? That probably thrilled us all as kids and continues to sort of surprise and impress children today. Well, it's that thing, isn't it, of when you see the photo years later, you know that that photo was in the room with the person that's in it. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's, they touched it. They saw it. And they might be dead now, and you're looking at that image of them with this material thing that was in the room with them, which just feels different to having your film developed, you know, in some photo centre miles away, and then the photo you get back was never in the room with them. It also, I guess, had uses that, you know, think of all the things we use digital cameras for now. Obviously, as we said, it was more expensive to take a Polaroid, so you wouldn't use it as prodigiously as we do now. But things like um, in hair and makeup. You know, you'd take a photo of someone Mm. as you made them up that morning and then you'd know that when they came back that afternoon you could do it again. There was no technology other than Polaroid for doing that. If you worked in construction and you wanted to take a picture of what you'd just done up on the roof and show it to the manager at the bottom, you could do that immediately. And so it had a myriad uses in industry which actually weren't bettered really until the smartphone came along. Yeah, and by the 1970s, Polaroid was riding high. In 1972, they'd introduced the SX-70, their first camera to use film, which required zero user intervention. Everything happening inside that now familiar plastic case around the photo. You didn't have to peel off paper anymore, anything like that. But then in 1977, you have to say, they did overreach massively with the launch of Polar Vision, an almost impressively overambitious bid to sell the buying public on instant movies. You know, as you can imagine, we're not talking instant 
like Polaroid pictures, you shot the footage on your PolarVision camera, removed the cartridge and inserted it into the accompanying PolarVision processing unit, waited several minutes and then inserted it into the accompanying PolarVision player, a small chunky box with a screen on the front. As you can imagine, this was a lot of faff and the results weren't exactly worth it. PolarVision film had very low light sensitivity, meaning that unless you were using it with enormous amounts of professional grade lighting, everything came out pretty grey. Yeah, and the films that they produced also didn't have any audio and they had a maximum limit of two and a half minutes. (laughs) So this was a product that absolutely no one was looking for. And it was discontinued after only two years. And really the financial failure of PolarVision was the beginning of the end for the company. And also it was the moment that Land started to think about leaving the company. Yes. And so it went from being at its height, a $2 billion a year business... Uh, to, at its lowest, uh, between 2001 and 2009, a company that had declared bankruptcy twice and was sold three times. Uh, It wasn't just the fated move into camcorders that killed it off. It was the creation of one-hour photo development across the world. Mm. So, you know, yes, not quite as convenient as an instant photo, but it's a lot cheaper and it's nearly as quick. Uh, And, of course, then the growth of digital photography was really the nail in the coffin. Uh, Polaroid did have digital cameras, but they didn't have the marketing spend by then to convince people that they were the brand you should be using. And I suppose that stickiness with the concept of instant photography, as we were saying earlier, the fact that the, the, the brand name is interchangeable with the concept meant it's quite difficult to want to buy a Polaroid anything else than an instant Mm. camera which was the thing people didn't want anymore yeah and i mean as you mentioned the brand does live on Uh, in 2008 a trio of polaroid enthusiasts met at a polaroid closing event and they founded a company called the impossible project which was initially the the goal was to continue manufacturing suitable film for use in existing polaroid cameras so that aficionados didn't have to worry that they wouldn't be able to pursue their hobby anymore but this was so successful that in 2017 the firm was able to acquire the polaroid brand and they now continue to make not just instant film but also polaroid cameras using that name to the delight of naughty picture enthusiasts everywhere (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow what starts as a little gag in the lab is probably very different when it gets put on the world stage in front of millions and millions ditch the ads and get a sunday episode when you join club retrospectors patreon.com slash retrospectors